Hello, hello. You are listening to Why the World Needs You podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Fritz. This podcast has been created to empower you to become the person you've always wanted to be. The journey is difficult and the challenges are many, but the rewards of being true to yourself are immeasurable. The objective of this show is to give you a safe, supportive space to learn, gain inspiration, and witness the true power and freedom that comes with becoming the person that you are meant to be. Why the World Needs You is a community of purpose-driven individuals who are passionate, gifted, and have a zest for life. They deeply desire to share their unique voice and gifts in order to make the world a better place for themselves and future generations. They are pulled to a different way of living and a higher purpose, while remaining grounded in their desire to engage and contribute in practical ways. My goal is for you to walk away from each episode with confidence and conviction, sharing your authentic self with the world, as well as a deepening understanding of your potential to impact the world in a way that makes sense to you. I'm honored to have this privilege. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day and your journey. Hello, and welcome to the Why the World Needs You podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Fritz, and today I have Kate Rue here with me. Kate is a holistic health coach that helps men and women in dead-end jobs start their dream career in holistic health. Kate, so thankful you're here today. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Ben. Thanks so much for having me. So excited. So Kate and I met in a coaching program that we did a little over or a year ago, and we found that we had a similar mission in the way that we wanted to help people, and uh, we quickly kind of hit it off and started supporting each other. We've just become very good friends since then. We've just really been able to support each other, and she has such an awesome story. So much of it is similar but different than mine, and so I was really excited to have her on and have her share what she's been through. So Kate, why don't you just go ahead and start off by starting with your story. We'll kind of work backwards. So like where you started, how did you get to where you are today? Cool. Yeah. So my story kind of all started, um, I would say my story is a health journey. So I basically graduated college and I quickly found out that what I wanted to do for the rest of my life was not education. So I went to school to become um, a teacher. And through that, I really had, you know, a health journey. And a lot of it started also when I got vertigo. So I can start there, actually, because that's really where my health um, started. I always considered myself very, like, healthy, happy human being. I was always exercising. I would eat a very healthy diet. And then I realized that like your health is not just, you know, what you're eating and exercise. And there's other areas of your life that come into that, which is like relationships and spirituality and your career as well. But I was told by so many people that like, just go to, you know, go to school or what you went to school for, you know, just do, do that. So I didn't want to do that. And it was really hard for me to speak my voice and speak my opinion when I had a lot of people around me saying that like, I just had to go, you know, go to um, get a job doing what I didn't want to do. So I always knew this in the back of my head, but was kind of just still teaching, still doing the things. And um, one day um, after, you know, I graduated college and all, I went through this health journey that was not so good. I developed vertigo. And if you don't know what vertigo is, it's an inner ear issue. 
where particles in your inner ear get dislodged and it throws off your entire balance. So after I went through that, I went through three weeks of physical therapy, finally learned how to walk again and could see straight. Basically, I was dizzy 24-7. And that really woke me up to understand, like, wow, I need to take care of my health. And like I said, I was taking care of, like, my nutrition and my exercise. But I realized that there were still things in my life, like anxiety and my career. I wasn't on a, the right path in my career. And my relationships weren't healthy. And I really had no spiritual practice. So there was other areas in my life that I really had to take in con- into consideration. So after this happened, um, I kind of had different journeys, but I basically decided eventually to go back and become a holistic health coach. And that's kind of where I am today. Um, But through that, I went through, I was a beach body coach and I did all the things, but I really truly at that moment, after I went through it all like vertigo, I realized that like my need to make my health number one priority. So I decided from that moment on to dedicate my life to health and happiness, not only for myself, but also for other people too. Thank you for sharing. Uh, It's like, it's like when I originally heard your story and heard, like I said, I kind of connected with the health issues and the job stuff. So those are all things that like I very much aligned with, but the, the vertigo thing, oh man, for me, that's like something I've always been like, so like scared of, I guess. And so I don't know, as soon as you say that my heart is just like, oh, like I just feel for you. Like that just sounds so awful. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. I literally, I think most of it was because of, like, I was drinking a lot of alcohol at the time. Um, My mental health was unstable, and I was very dehydrated all the time, and Mm. I didn't realize that. Um, But, yeah, one morning, I literally, it came out of nowhere. One morning, I woke up, um, and I couldn't couldn't get up out of bed. The, The whole room was spinning in circles. I was actually at my parents' house at the time, and then my dad had to literally, like, drive me to the doctor and, like, literally walk me across the parking lot because, like, obviously, when you're dizzy, it's like you're when you're a kid and you roll down the hill in the summer and you wake up and you're like just dizzy and you can't move. You can't walk straight. Like that's how I felt except like 24-7. Like it was crazy. I literally had to relearn to walk and all this. And it all like this, this all me only happened because I was not taking care of my mental health. And like, you know, it's crazy how that can like all compile on one. Oh yeah. Like as you're saying that, like literally rolling down the hill as a kid was like, I hated that. Like I hated merry-go-rounds. I hated anything that made me dizzy. So like, Oh, I just hate that feeling so much. So, Oh, I'm, I'm so happy for you that you were able to get it figured out, but it is so interesting how our physical health, like we can have issues manifest physically when it's really not totally connected to that. And I think that can be really, really difficult to do. I think a lot of that is um, kind of like a Western way of looking at things of like our, our mind, our body, these things are like very separate, which they're not. And there's plenty of science around why they're not. So for you, I'm curious, like how did, how did you really realize what the true impact or like what was really causing the vertigo? Like how did you get to a point where you figured out that it was the mental, like um, the mental stuff at least played a large part of that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think going into it all, um, I think it was things that were like building up on building up on building up. And I realized that 
unfortunately at this time I was a, I was a big drinker and I wasn't taking care of my relationships and therefore I wasn't taking care of my mental health. But a lot of times I would just, I would get really emotional. I would have these, um, previously, like before all this happened, I actually moved to Florida and I took a teaching position in Florida and I ended up resigning from my job because I just, I had a really rough position there. Um, a lot of behavior issues with students, but besides the fact I didn't want to be a teacher. And I think that's where it kind of all started because I had this like mindset um, of like, I am lo- like, I'm lost. Like, I don't know what to do with my life now because my identity was so like set in with like being a teacher. So it was almost like an identity crisis in that. And I was like, just felt like, I didn't know where to go from there. Um, A lot of it also, I think, stemmed from, like, my childhood and the fact that, like, I was never really taught growing up how to speak my voice or share my voice or make decisions for myself. And I kind of always leaned on my family, not in a bad way, but it was just hard for me to, you know, not only move to a different state and take a new job that I had no experience. So I didn't think I had enough experience from just in general from college and be able to speak these opinions I had was very difficult. So I think all that kind of blended together in the fact that like, I learned that I need to take control of my life and speak up my, for my speak up for myself and um, really truly believe in myself too. I think that's something that I struggled with as well was believing in myself. Um, so giving myself those affirmations and truly understanding what it means to like, love myself and take care of myself and, you know, be able to do that for others as well. But I believe it, you know, all starts with you. So that's kind of where my health journey really started of like taking care of myself um, holistically, like in all different areas. Yeah, I love that because it really does start with us, right? Like until we can really figure that out for ourselves and what that looks like for us, it's really hard to be well from a holistic standpoint And then especially to be able to share that with anybody else. I want to talk about for a second, like the identity thing, because that's a huge thing for so many people really being able to shed a certain identity, because this is what you, you you know, you, you come to know a certain thing, like this is who you are. And while these things are just characteristics or things that we do with our lives, we end up internalizing them and they become our story and we have a hard time dissociating or separating these two things. So for you, what did that process look like in terms of trying, like kind of like shedding that identity and really stepping into who you were? Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with really understanding like my values and what I really wanted out of my life. Along with that, I think just comes experience and being able to experience um, things that you do love to do. Um, as well as just understanding, being self-aware of who you are. I feel like it's such a self-awareness journey of like understanding like, okay, you know, I don't want to do this and that's good. Sometimes it's better when you learn things that you don't want to do. Well, now I can step into what I do want to do. And I do feel like I'm still teaching um, just in a different way. So yeah, I think too, like, if you set that, if you set such a strong identity around something and then you lose it, that's when you get, um, you know, truly like affected by it. I think a lot of it too, um, for me was just 
learning new things, experiencing new things, doing what felt right to me, um, like what, what felt like the next right step at that time. For example, like I went and got my personal training certification because I knew I loved fitness and health. I started an online business with Team Beachbody, so I did that for a while. And I feel like all these things weren't the right thing for me, but it did lead me to where I am today. And without that experience, I wouldn't be here. So I think a lot of it has to do with taking risks and trying new things and just doing it and like kind of going all in on it um, and, you know, seeing where it leads you. Yeah, I think it's great that you said that because one thing I've noticed with my clients and the people that I work with is so much of their identity or mindset around what they do for a living is tied to having a very clear path and and feeling like if they jump from thing to thing or don't know what it is they want to do right away or try different things that they look like a failure. They look like somebody who can't commit to something. They look wishy-washy. They look like just, there's so many negative connotations with trying different things. And like you said, kind of using that process of elimination to be like, Oh, I don't want to do this. But I think you also like, I've learned this and I know that you have as well is like you take little pieces from each experience and are like, like you're continually building. Right. So it's like, okay, I didn't like this about it, but I did like this. I didn't like this about it, but I did like this. And you can slowly start to build what it is that is like a perfect fit for you. But I think that so many people do themselves a disservice because they commit to one thing. And even if they hate it, they just go, Oh, well, this is what I chose. This is what I went to school for. This is what I have to live with. And I think, you know, for one thing, it makes going to college really difficult because, you know, and so many people are stuck in the situation these days where like we've paid for, for school, but we change our minds later. And so I think that's something that is kind of a disservice to young people is that there's, there's just this messaging around, you have to pick one thing and, and there is no space for experimentation right like it's just a very this is your process like these are the classes you're taking this is what you're doing and like you know in high school and college you get a little bit of time to do um you get your your other classes that you can pick but still in the grand scheme of life like that's like a very small window of opportunity to try different things exactly I think there, there's so much of the system that doesn't help, but then also um, just kind of how we're, we're raised. But the one of the other things I wanted to go to, we were talking about a little bit before we started recording here was support and messaging from people around you and how that affects your journey. So like once you're in this job that you don't like and you know it's not right for you, like you feel it on a deep level, but then what do you do if you have all these people around you being like, yeah, well, just suck it up or yeah, well, that's just what you do or you have to do that. You went to school. So like, what was your experience with that? Yeah. So that was probably honestly my, like the toughest part of like my whole experience because I never ever pictured myself like starting a business or becoming an entrepreneur or anything like that. It kind of just fell into my lap. 
I think it all started when I moved when I moved to Florida and I was like I need a change and I was you know in this new city and I knew no one and I had to like really um, meet new people and all the things but I feel like you have to just surround yourself with people um, that really support you and really get you and you have to believe in yourself but if the people around you don't believe in you then get rid of them. Like, I mean, it comes down to that. It had to, for me, it did too. It's not that I burned bridges with people. It was that I kind of took a break from them. Um, and I started finding people who, you know, the, um, who had the life I wanted. Another great piece of advice that someone told me one time was, why would you take advice from someone who doesn't have the life that you want? <laughs> yeah. So, comes down to your friends, your parents, your, you know, close people in your life, like, don't take advice from them if they don't have the life that you want. Um, it comes down to that. Like, why would you wouldn't take advice from someone who, you know, you wouldn't take advice from a really overweight, you know, fitness trainer. So don't take advice from someone who doesn't have what you want. I think that was the biggest thing for me um, when starting a business, because a lot of people just don't get what you're doing. Um, and unfortunately, some of the closest people in your life just don't want you to change and they don't want to lose you and they don't want you to, you know, yeah, they just don't want you to change. So that can be very, very difficult, especially if they're really close to you and they've been friends, you know, for a life, life time. Um, I had friends from high school who I kind of had to just distance myself a little bit from just so I could grow and find people who really understood what entrepreneur life was and um, who were very intact with their health. Um, so uh, definitely not easy, but it's worth it. And you deserve that for yourself. Um, you have to respect yourself and, you know, you have, you deserve it to do that for yourself. Yeah. I'm happy you brought that up because that's something that I see a lot with the people that I work with is we talk a lot about environment and how important it is in your physical environment, but also, the, the people you're around as well, just like you're saying, the people that you surround yourself with inherently have a very strong effect on, on you and what you're doing and where you're going. If these people aren't being supportive, then they're bringing you down. You know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, they don't like totally support me, but like, we're still friends or like, we still talk or on the unfortunate reality is like that works for for very little people. And if you have a lot of those people in your life, then it it ends up being a lot of weight and it, and it really holds you back. I I've kind of used the the visual of if if you're at a point in your life where you're really looking to get to the next level, you're you feel like things aren't right for you and you're feeling this pull to to be called to something else or kind of explore new things if you have people around you that don't support you, it's essentially like you're trying to climb up to this next level, but they're like holding onto your ankle <laughs> and just literally keeping you from getting there. And it's not to say they're, they're bad people. And like, I like what you said, it's not about burning bridges, but you do for a lot of people, you do need to create distance. You do need to take a break and you can reevaluate then if they do fit in your life at a later point. Sometimes they may, sometimes they may not. The other thing I'll say about this is I just think that a lot of people have, there's a lot of guilt around this of like, oh, well, like we're, we've been friends for this long or, oh, like this person needs me. 
And there's, uh, you mentioned it too, which I really like. It's like, you are worth it. Like you're, you are worth letting them go. You're doing, the thing is you're doing both of you a favor because if you're staying in this relationship that isn't serving you, then in turn, it's not going to be serving the other person well either. It may be serving them in some way, but it's not in an equal energetic way. So you guys are both suffering. So, so yeah, so it's just one of those situations where it's, it's like you said, (laughs) very hard to do, but I mean, I I don't know about, I don't know what you think, but I feel like um, one of the, like the top three things you could do to kind of like up level your life and like really figure out who you are is let go of those people and then actively try to find people that are ones that you want to be spending time with. Yeah, I would definitely agree on that for sure can be hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it for your energy too. Definitely. You totally. So on. with kind of all the, the physical things you experienced, if somebody else is experiencing those things and is really kind of like in the early stages of that, what would, like, what kind of words of advice or support would you have for them in terms of like, what should they do if they're starting to feel all these things and they're overwhelmed and they don't feel supported? What's, what are like kind of like the first, like one or two things you would tell them to do? Yeah. Um, I think big, the biggest thing is to find a community that supports something like a hobby or something that you love and surround yourself with those people. So that could be really in any area of your life. Um, that's definitely important is community and truly understanding too, like having a vision for your life of what, like what you exactly, what you want um, and what you are willing to deal with and what you aren't willing to deal with. So basically just setting, like setting boundaries for yourself too, as well. Yeah. Those are so great community uh, that kind of piggybacks perfectly on what we were just talking about. Like the people around you are so, so important. And that's something that, I know personally, I didn't put a lot of stock into early on in my journey was like, I found, you know, I quit my corporate job. I started personal training and doing this thing that I really loved, but I still was like, definitely didn't think I needed community. Like I could do everything myself. I was like totally fine being on my own and I didn't need like finding people around me just didn't matter in hindsight, like so naive and stupid, but, and have realized throughout my journey, how important it is. And for me, at least, and I don't know if this is, uh, this is something that resonates with you at all, but for me, I always had a lot of trouble asking for help because I felt like I needed to be strong. I needed to be the one who was independent because I prided myself on those things. But because of that, I also then felt like if I was asking for help, it was like a sign of weakness or that I couldn't, I wasn't capable of doing something. Does that, do you, did you experience any of that or no? Yeah, I did. Um, I think my experience was more of, I could ask for help, but I was always asking the wrong people. Like I was always asking for my friends. Um, and like the ones that I did, you know, people who I did consider like my coaches or like my, you know, people who I wanted to be like, or needed, you know, experience from, I had a hard time asking them for some reason for help. That's something I did learn too. It's like, you know, it's okay to ask for help. <laughs> it's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. I, well, I like what you brought up there too, is like, 
it's important to ask for help, but you need to be asking the right people because that's a lot of what I see with people is they're like, oh yeah, like talk to my, my, this friend about it, or I talked to my mom about it. And, and I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, well, didn't we like recently talk about how that friend doesn't like support you and thinks you're crazy. And (laughs) why are you going to them asking them for help? So that's obviously, you know, know your source, know who you're, who you're going to for, for assistance or for guidance or support. And then The other thing that you said, I love that, like, you just have to have a vision. You have to know what you want, right? Like, otherwise, you're going to keep bouncing around kind of aimlessly. And yes, while you need to give yourself some space to figure it out, figure out what it is that you want and the things that you do want in your life, you still need, or, or what you should be kind of like, doing is painting this this picture of what you want to be at least moving towards long term instead of I think so many people are like oh I get a job or oh I need to make this much money and that's just like kind of where it ends for them and they wonder why they're unhappy but it's like well how can you have happiness if you don't know what happiness looks like for you exactly I feel like a lot of people are kind of chasing this like you know facade of of success and but I'm like you know I I have asked some of my clients before I'm like is that what you really want they're like well no I'm like well then (laughs) you know um they just think it's what they're supposed to want you know yeah oh it's it's so hard when we (laughs) we have those things like so programmed into us of like this is what we're supposed to want or this is what a successful life looks like um, I want to shift gears for a second from kind of your direct story more to uh, holistic health. So we, I mean, we've kind of like touched on it as we've talked about your story, but just for people who, you know, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, like holistic has this, like people get kind of like scared by that term. Like, oh, is that woo woo? Or like, what does this mean? So, I mean, I myself am just a 100% advocate of holistic wellness is just so, so key mind, body, spirit, like all these things are tied together and so important, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of define like what you see holistic wellness as and why you believe it's important for people. Yeah, definitely. So a lot, and this is what I tell like a lot of people when they're like ask me what holistic health is, like, yes, definitely it's mind, body, you know, soul. And a lot of what we learn in my nutrition school is that like your body is designed to heal itself by itself. So when you go into, you know, medicine, um, it's basically like an alternative um, to medicine, but just really being the doctor of like your own body and understanding, um, what works for you and what doesn't work. But in correlation with that, I think a lot of like if people are going through, you know, stress, anxiety, it's not just the food you're eating, but like I said a little bit before, it's other areas of your life. So really truly understanding the impact that different areas of your life can have on your health and your mental health and really your physical health and all of it too. Thank you. It's funny you you mentioned there like having some awareness and being able to know what's feels good for you or what's right for you. And 
that's again one of those things that we just aren't really taught is is how to be really um you know i would say in, intuitive is kind of like the goal but even just having a surface level awareness so many people and i'm sure you've experienced this plenty with your clients is like they they don't even have like a surface level awareness of how they feel or why they feel that way or you know it's like whereas you might be like oh yeah okay like how are your sleep habits and they're like oh well, i'm sleeping like four or five hours a night and i leave the tv on when i sleep and i'm like exercising right before i go to bed but i don't know why i'm tired in the morning <laughs> and so it's like it's crazy that it, it all starts with awareness right like and it's so important to have that so i like that you said it's like really starting to create that for yourself instead of looking for somebody else like our first instinct again, kind of like an, in a Western culture is to run to a doctor. Oh, I don't feel good. Tell me why. Without spending any time analyzing or our habits and, and our lifestyle or without spending any time on like really just looking inward first and being like, oh, like am I stressed or am I drinking enough water? Right? Definitely. I think it's all like, it's so small. Um, but I think that's why it's important, you know, to have a coach in general um, around these areas because they will help you understand what it is. And sometimes it's right in front of your face and you just don't see it. And, and a lot of the times it's very, very small tweaks that you have to make, but you know, you do have to, you know, either hold yourself accountable or hire a coach or understand that um, you have to find a deeper reason why it's important to you to like make it a, a must change for you. Hmm. I want you to elaborate on that for a second. Because what you said right there is so, so key. Finding a deeper why. Tell me a little bit more about that and why people need to figure that out. I think you can go through the motions of anything, um, exercise, eating healthy, dieting, but overall in general, like holistic health, health should be a journey, a lifestyle journey. It shouldn't be a 30 day diet. Um, it shouldn't be restrictive. You know, it should be doing what you love and, and feeling your best every day. And that comes with, you know, discipline to 80% of the time, you know, make healthy choices, um, or whatever, 90%. I always do the 80, 20 rule, like, mm -hmm. and, um, making those choices, but it, it's on a deeper, a deeper level than that. Um, one of the freebies I give out with my health coaching is um, like a food journal and understanding food and emotion together and how they tie in together. Yeah, the why is so important. I mean, you're not going to stick to something in general in your life um, unless you have a deep rooted reason why it must happen. And, you know, you have to take responsibility for that. Um, in your life. So if you really truly want something to happen, like you have to make it like Tony Robbins says, you have to make it like a must do, you must do it. Mm -hmm. um, why? Yeah. Just, you know, dig deep and be like, why is this important to me? Or if this doesn't happen, you know, negative, I mean, sometimes you can find a positive why and sometimes you can find a negative why you can get something else to control you pain or pleasure kind of thing. But you know, that's where it all starts. If you don't have a reason why you're going to do it, you're not going to follow through on it. Oh, so, so true. It's, you know, cause I do the same thing with my clients. You know, I think for any coach, it's like developing the why is so important. 
the reason that's so impactful is just like you said, if behavior change is hard, right? Lifestyle change is, is hard. It's, it's, it's simple, but it's hard. It's hard to do because we are creatures of habit. And once we get set in our patterns or the way we do something, it's really hard to get out of that. And so in order to get ourselves out of that, we have to have something that has an emotion tied to it. And that I feel like is exactly what you were saying is like, you can't just be like, Oh, like I want to lose 20 pounds. No, eventually you're going to go back to eating that bowl of ice cream at night or, you know, not drinking your water or getting enough good sleep or whatever it is, because there isn't, you don't have an emotional tie to it. So it's so important to have that emotion tied to like, I want to lose that 20 pounds because I will feel confident again. I will feel good in my own skin. And so, like I said, I do the same thing with my clients, just a little bit different in terms of like where their goal is. It's like, okay, like, why don't you want to work that job? Like, what feeling are you looking for? Oh, you're looking for like purpose and more freedom and just like caring about what you do on a daily basis. Like, that's something you can root yourself in. And when shit gets hard, because inevitably it will, you can get back on the horse and you don't just say fuck it and, <laughs> and like are completely off. Exactly. Yeah. So before we finish up here, one of the things I wanted to ask for somebody that's kind of like early on in their health journey or even somebody that's going through their own health journey and is like really interested in holistic wellness. They're like hearing everything you're saying and they're like, oh, this is like, this totally makes sense. Like I feel this. What would you kind of tell them for a couple like logical next steps, like the next one or two steps? What are things that they could do? What what should they do on their own health journey? But then also what would you recommend if they're interested in learning more about holistic wellness? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, if they're starting on a nutrition health journey, just trying to take care of themselves, um, I would say definitely um, making time for yourself and understanding like what your goals are for like the next 90 days and kind of setting up a couple different things that you can change in the next, you know, 90 days, um, small habits that you can change. So if that's adding like more fruits and veggies to your plate, um, is that if that's going for a 30 minute walk in the morning? If that's just trying to, you know, make a sleep routine at night or a morning routine in the morning, you know, whatever that is for you, but just making sure that you're taking that time for yourself. Again, being self-aware of like what you need for sure. Awesome. So to kind of wrap things up here, I like to go through what I call the visionary hat trick. (laughs) That's a set of three questions that I ask every guest at the end it's just kind of like quick questions. Just give me a quick answer. Any of them you can't come up with anything for. It's totally fine. These are just, I just kind of think it's fun. So the first question is share one belief that you have that sounds wild or that you worry about being judged for. Mm, One belief. I guess it would be that like you can create anything. You can create anything that you want out of your life. I like that one. I know people think I'm crazy for thinking that. (laughs) Um, Okay. Number two, when you realize your vision, when, not if, what does that look like? And what impact does that have? 
when you realize your vision, what impact does that have? Yeah, I think my, like, my vision, like, the meaning behind it all is just to really spread love, that spread health to people, and, um, you know, truly be able to help them believe in themselves, that they can really do anything that they want. Love it, love it. All right, final one, like, really zooming out and thinking big picture here. What is your deepest hope for humanity? My deepest hope for humanity is <laughs> that we can all be in peace. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hear you there. I think actually, I think it's more of like um, that we can, I think one of the biggest things I believe in is like not like not being judgmental. So, you know, um, allowing people to be who they are without judgment. Mm-hmm. So huge and something that definitely isn't the norm, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. Any other things that you kind of wanted to, to share with the listeners before we sign off here? Um, you know, I guess, I think just to, when it comes down to health, like health is, you know, health is wealth, health is everything, like take care of yourself, um, in all areas of your life and don't be, you know, sorry for that. Um, fill, make sure you're like filling up your cup so you can take care of other people because I mean, when it comes down to it as human beings, like we're all here cause we want to help people, you know, we're here to serve the world. So, but when it comes down to it, you need to you know, fill up your cup first so that you can serve other people too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Lesson that some of us learn the hard way, unfortunately, (laughs) but, but truly it's one of those things where prioritizing your own health and well-being is not selfish. And even if it is, I mean, obviously to an extent it is, but it's important to do that for yourself first, because like Kate said, you've got to fill up your cup before you can fill up somebody else's. So I know so many helpers like you or myself can get into a situation where we want to be giving all the time. And a lot of people use that as an excuse and kind of stretch themselves thin or won't prioritize themselves and then kind of hit a wall like either you or I did with, with our journeys. And so in order to avoid that wall, be proactive, start focusing on your health, prioritizing your health and well-being now. Definitely. And one more thing, if you're thinking about hiring Ben as a coach, you should, because I wish I knew him in 2016 when I was struggling with literally exactly what you help with for sure. So I wish I had literally in 2016, if I had a coach, like someone career coach helping me figure out my life and what steps to take, um, I would have been, I think I would have been way, you know, here where I am way sooner um, with hiring a coach. So well, thank you. I, I definitely appreciate that. I, guys, I swear I did not pay her to plug me. No. <laughs> no, thank you. I really appreciate that. And um, I, I can say likewise too, you know, if, if you guys are, that's kind of why I asked the question. If you are really interested in holistic wellness, whether that be on your own journey or actually interested in doing something like Kate is doing and helping other people in their wellness journeys, please, please reach out to her. She's a great resource. I've actually sent a few people her way because I just know how awesome she is 
guys use us as resources. Anything we can do to help you, please let us be there. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we're not going to sell you anything if you don't want it, but let us help. Exactly. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Where can they, where can the people find you? Yeah. So my Instagram is where I'm mostly at. And that's just my name, um, at Kate Rue. And my last name is R-H-U-E. So yeah, they can find me over there. We're on Facebook. Everything's Kate Rue on Twitter, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, I will put the, the links in the show notes below. Like I said, reach out to her if you've got any questions on that. Otherwise, Kate, thanks so much for coming on. It was great talking to you. Happy to have you. Ben. Hey, yo. Thanks so much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that all the relevant links can be found in the show notes below, as well as that of our free Facebook community, where all the cool kids are at, just being ourselves, sharing our gifts, and supporting the hell out of one another. So come on in, introduce yourself, and join the party. See you in there.